What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Monday, June 6, 2022. Today on the show, talk about Connor Williams, the potential experiment at center, what it does and does not mean for your Miami Dolphins and the offensive line, the domino effect that will be put into play if that is indeed the course of action the Dolphins choose to take as well. All that more here today, Locked On Dolphins. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Monday, June 6, 2022. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the draftnetwork.com, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. This is obviously a great community, and there's a lot of great shows that exist out there that are dedicated to this team, and I strongly encourage you to support this community in its entirety and learn more about your Miami Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online, where the game starts. And today on the show, let me tell you first of all what we're not going to do today on the show. We are not going to dedicate any airtime to any headlines, rumors, um, news stories in regards to any players that are not members of the Miami Dolphins that are under contract by other teams. Um, I know over the course of the weekend, there have been some headlines about the Dolphins and one former uh, potential trade target at the quarterback position. We're not doing it. You know, it's, it's water under the bridge. The ship has sailed. It's done. We're not doing it. We're talking about the Dolphins. We got a season to play here in a couple months, and we want to be focused on the players who are here who are hopefully going to get the Dolphins back into the postseason and competitive and winning playoff games. That's that's the goal, and that's what we're going to do here today on the show, which is why we're talking about Connor Williams. Connor Williams, uh, it's kind of been rumored, um, hinted at, nodded to, that Connor Williams might be getting a look at the center position. Well, last week... Connor himself had some quotes and was asked about playing center. And you tell me based off this first quote, if this is a rumor mill thing or if this thing has legit legs. And obviously the coaching staff has alluded to, we don't want to pigeonhole guys too early. We're just trying guys in different spots and yada, 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 yada. Take all that and then take this quote from Connor Williams when asked about the center position. I think I've definitely enjoyed the position, definitely this offense and this scheme. I think playing center brings out my strengths, and they've been very patient with me. Learning the position and learning the ins and outs with it has its growing pains. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the transition. The transition being the final two words and the key two words in my mind. Um because the, you you don't try something and call it a transition, right? Now, maybe it was just a spur of the moment, happenstance choice of, of words from Connor Williams, and this is indeed still a science experiment. And But Connor Williams got paid a lot of money. 
And I don't know if they have the comfort level of knowing, well, in case of emergency break class, just kick him back out the left guard. He's played it. He'll be fine. But the amount of time that feels like is being invested into Connor Williams at the center position is really forcing me to kind of sit down and look at this idea and ask myself some questions and try to get comfortable with this. And I'll say this. Now, I know immediately my gut reaction was not to be an advocate of, yeah, move, change positions for Connor Williams, right? But if you're going to do something like this, committing to do it now is the appropriate course of action. You don't want to get into camp and then have a week at guard and a week at center and then a week back at guard and go back and forth and do all the things you did wrong with Liam Eikenberg last year, right? If you're going to commit to having Connor Williams serve as the starting center of this team, inserting him now and getting him as many reps as possible and then making a judgment call by the end of camp to say, hey, this is going to work or hey, this isn't going to work. So let's move him back to guard. Dieter got the reps last year at center. He's presumably going to continue to get reps, just maybe not all the reps with the ones. Okay. You know, as as long as you're intentional and, and systemic and deliberate with your approach, I think that's an area that I can appreciate. I don't know that it's going to work to the degree that they're probably hoping it will, given what Connor Williams is getting paid this season. But at least your process appears to be good as compared to last year, it was kind of just, ah, throw him wherever. Wherever you need him, just put him in. He'll figure it out. He's a high-floor technician. Talking about Lee Eikenberg, and of course, it didn't work out. Because after rookie camp and OTAs at right tackle, then he's in at guard, and then he's back to tackle, then back to guard, then out the left tackle, and then back inside the guard, back to right tackle. Just the musical chairs of, of pushing a player around without intent, especially when you're installing um, him into a new offense, it's a recipe for disaster. And I think we saw that last year. So that's my immediate reaction to Connor Williams calling this a transition is, okay, this seems to be pretty firm, at least in the here and now. And if that's the case, I applaud them for having the conviction to be firm with it now, even if it's not necessarily how I would choose to go about um, building out the offensive line. Because there's a couple of questions that come with this, including, okay, now who's going to play left guard? Is that going to be Austin Jackson? Is that going to be Lee Eichenberg? Is that going to be Michael Dieter? One of those first two has to play right tackle. And then what happens if Teron Armstead misses a month? I mean, the moving Connor to center, in my mind, I do, do think pigeonholes you a little bit as far as your ability to absorb injuries on the line. Unless Robert Jones takes a massive step forward, and maybe he will, I'm sure he's going to be much better than he was last year because he was a UDFA from Middle Tennessee State. There's a lot of upward mobility there, right? There's also the question of how good of a scheme fit he is uh, with his style of play. Now, you can look at some offensive guards in years past who you probably would not typically associate with having fits in the, the Shanahan-style wide zone who go in and, and play reasonably well. 
And maybe Robert Jones can be that kind of player. I'm fairly confident that if one offensive lineman from Miami is going to do that, it's going to be Robert Jones and not Solomon Kinley. I just don't see the range there in any capacity. So I would expect Solomon has moved one way or another. But if you take Connor and you move him to center, now you've opened the door for, you don't have a swing tackle anymore. Unless you're going to play Michael Dieter at the left guard spot. And that's part of the appeal of having a swing tackle, right? Is he could play left tackle, he could play right tackle in a pinch. Obviously, neither one of them is, is ideal. He's ideally a depth player to begin with. But you want to be able, in my mind, to not interrupt multiple pieces of the offensive line with one change. So let's say your starting line is Teron Armstead, Austin Jackson, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Liam Eikenberg. Ask yourself the question. If Teron Armstead has to miss a game, who's playing left tackle now? Because Austin's at left guard and Liam's at right tackle. Presumably the answer would be, well, we're going to take Austin and move him to left tackle and then insert presumably Michael Dieter at left guard. You've interrupted two spots on the line with one injury. Maybe this is as simple as, hey, we want to get the players that we've invested highly in on the field and make sure they play. And if that's the thought process, okay, but like that's also dangerously stubborn. If they don't get better, and I'm sure they'll be better than they were last year, but I am just saying uh, there is a pathway for this to come back and bite you in the ass. So I'm just logging that question away as we continue to press forward with more time where it appears as though Connor Williams will indeed be your starting center this year. Uh, Listen, guys, whether you're ready to shop for something to help celebrate like a milestone event for your your special significant other, or you want to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as her. With the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Locked On Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry, Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. Perhaps you don't need to, to shop for some jewelry. Perhaps you're shopping for uh, something to keep your car on the road. Our friends at rockauto.com got your back. Rockauto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
Mm. Shout out to my friends over at Pick Six Apparel for the dope Javon Holland coffee mug that we are ripping out. Second cup of coffee of the day already. It is 7 a.m. It's neither here nor there. Uh, you don't grind tape without a little caffeine constantly in the bloodstream. So, um, as I continue to process uh, the, the Connor Williams potential transition, it is worth acknowledging some additional quotes from the story, uh, including the, the timeline of Frank Smith and Matt Applebaum reportedly approaching Connor Williams. Uh, quote, I think I once I was on the team and once it was decided, just moving pieces around and deciding who fits best where, I think it just came up. We took it head on from there. I think it's been smooth. It's the plan as of now, but then again, wherever I'm needed. Great. Uh, so I'm wondering if their pre-free agency evaluation of Connor Williams gave them the sense that, hey, he's capable of this in the event that the center market does not break the way that we want it to. I don't think you... Part of your due diligence when you sign players, right, is to understand all the things based off film study that they can and cannot do. And then maybe Connor Williams gets in the building and we're impressed with his mental acumen to say, okay, like, yeah, they have a little bit more confidence here. And whether the Dolphins were banking on aggressively going after J.C. Treader or whether or not they were banking on going after somebody in the draft or, or whatever else. I'm not sure um, what the plan was, but the Dolphins have been, apparently since he got in the building, uh, pretty persistent that this was the way, if you will. So I think one of the things that's interesting about this move, and we've already kind of talked about how you are testing your depth on the offensive line if you make this move, unless you're willing to let Dieter play left guard, I don't know that Dieter would play left guard. Um, it is That is the spot on this offensive death chart in general. And we talked about this last week when we went over the roster recap and, and the evaluation of the players on the roster. The swing tackle spot, or the... Depending, depends on what you're willing to do with that fifth spot. But if you indeed leave Dieter to become the interior utility player, you've suddenly become very good inside, but now like you need to go out and find another tackle. And I, I do think there's more quality, cheap veteran options available at tackle that you're going to sign with the intent that like, hey, we really hope, no disrespect, to never see you play a snap offensively for us. Uh, but in the event that you need to play, we're signing you with the understanding that you've seen a lot of football at the pro level. And the Dolphins have over $15 million in cap space right now. Of course, that becomes important with their ability to carry over cap into 2023 uh, and give them added flexibility for a team that uh, is incurring some of their larger cap hits for contracts that they've just gave out. Like 
those come next year. Right. So from a, a salary cap perspective, the Dolphins are in the bottom half of the league for 2023 as things currently stand. Again, you could trim some fat. You can restructure a contract or two. You can get rid of one big contract player if you feel like you're ready to. And you can make that transition, and you'll, you'll suddenly find yourself with $30, 35000000 million in cap space after carryover. And you're not breaking the bank for a veteran swing tackle at this point anyway. Again, you're not signing the, the, the expectation to start. But if this is indeed the way, then I'm no longer sitting around waiting for the Dolphins to sign a veteran center. I'm sitting around waiting for the Dolphins to sign a tackle. Um, I do think another potential risk of this approach, we mentioned potentially the stubbornness coming back to bite you in the rear end. I would acknowledge that playing potentially either Austin Jackson or Liam Eikenberg, either one of those two players, and I get it, he was a top 50 pick and a top 20 pick. Like You want that player to be on the field. You don't want that player to be your utility offensive lineman. But if you're going to do this and you're going to play one of those two players at left guard, you're playing him, first of all, with a player to his right who's never played the position you're asking him to play. You are really going to make Teron Armstead earn his keep as your starting left tackle. And as you should, right? You gave him a lot of money. Uh, he wanted to be a part of this, this locker room culture. He wanted to be a part of this, this team. The, that's part of the gig, but like it's going to make Tehran's health and availability all that much more essential because he's probably going to be identifying and making some of the calls at the very least with whoever's playing to the immediate right of him. Now, Connor Williams, the center, I mean, you're, you're responsible for seeing the whole picture. Tehran Armstead at left tackle would not be. But if you've got either one of those two scattershot high variance players, at left guard between a first-time starter at center and Teron Armstead, Teron Armstead's value for getting the calls and combos right and making sure Austin or Liam understands potentially what is coming so that we're not giving up free runners in the B-gap like we did time and time again last year. Those are the kinds of things that, like, yeah, they're coachable. But at some point, being coachable with it isn't going to resolve the problem unless you're able to actually apply it on the field. And having a veteran like Teron Armstead would go a long way in allowing that to happen because he's seen so much and he's seen um, he's he is the the leader on the offensive line to be able to help with the communication in that front. Not from a fundamental standpoint, everybody's on their own once you're out there with live bullets. Right. But uh, this is the time of year for an NFL offseason where things aren't going to be super smooth all the time. Right. So uh, I haven't really been paying attention to the OTA reports on quarterback accuracy or drops or the wins and losses in seven on seven or the team periods, whatever. And here's the reason why. And it's why I wouldn't take too much stock into anything this time of year that you're hearing about the Dolphins line and the performance of the line. Like, we're not in pads yet. 
They don't put pads on for another, almost two months. This is all install. This is all introductory. You have a new system. You got two out of your three wide receivers are new. You presumably have a starting center that's new. You have a left ta- starting left tackle that's new. You've got three running backs that are new. Like you have a right tackle who was on the team last. I mean, and, and Austin and Liam were both on the team last year, but potentially playing new spots in a new system with install, with no pads and no contact. So from my perspective, like, I could not care less about performance reviews from mini camps and OTAs. It's meant to be an install. You're meant to make mistakes. You're meant to learn and apply new concepts that was introduced to you that morning in the, in the locker room, in, in the chalk, on the whiteboard. That, like, that's the whole point. So I know I've seen some buzz that the Dolphins defense has generally won the days and the Dolphins have managed to have some explosive plays, but generally speaking, the defense is outperformed. Yeah. You think a run heavy offense is going to showcase itself super well without pads and without contact. I'm not surprised. So I, I, And I don't know that those performance reviews of the Dolphins' offensive line do or don't exist because, again, it's not really something that I consume. But it's worth acknowledging that, like, you're not going to get a performance review right now. You, as a coaching staff, you're evaluating how they learn and apply new information. You know what they're physically capable of, of based on the film study that you've done of each one of these players. And then when it's actually time to work with live action, you can make judgments on who is executing, who is not, and why they are are not doing what they're supposed to do. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball, NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fights, NFL Futures, and more. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So as we come to a close here today on the Monday episode of the show, one thing that I am excited for this week is the Tyreek Hill podcast, It Needed to Be Said. First episode drops, I believe, on Friday. And I can't help but, like, get a little bit of a chuckle out of this, right? Because, obviously, this is Tyreek Hill. This is one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. By the way, if you have not seen Kurt Warner's film study breakdown of Tyreek Hill and his impact on defenses and how he wins in the passing game, Please do yourself the favor and carve out about 30 minutes because it's a two-part series, 15 minutes each, uh, dedicated to Tyreek Hill and concepts that the Chiefs have run and how Tyreek Hill as a route runner is underrated and, and just perceived for his speed. It's awesome. And if it doesn't 
if you don't check your pulse when you're done, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but Tyreek Hill coming to the Dolphins, starting a podcast, being the star player on the team offensively. Just think about like all the things that were said with the previous coaching staff. Like back in 2019, like I don't really believe in star players and you know their availability and transparency as personalities and players. Just take the Albert Wilson comments from from the other day uh, that everybody was walking single file line down the hallways talking to each other and all that jazz and like there are always two sides to every story, right? But I think one thing that is probably fairly apparent is there's some offensive players who did not enjoy what the last couple of years have looked like because the offense has not performed well. And when you don't perform well, even if you're winning, it leaves a bad taste, right? So Tyree Kill is literally like the antithesis of everything that a Brian Flores coaching staff led by Brian Flores, like stood for, if you really think about it. He's a star player with a big personality, now has a podcast, and like how many violations in the Bill Belichick school of handling the media has has that struck out, right? And you think about even Chase Winovich, who was used to be on the Patriots and was traded to the Browns, talk about his time in... in New England was like, yo, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to you guys about anything. Like, that's the kind of question I wasn't allowed to answer last year. So I just think it's kind of funny that, like, as as we're getting ready this week for that to debut, that like, it really is just everything that would never happen under Brian Flores as the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So I'm looking forward to to seeing what all the fuss there is about, and I hope you. Come back for some more Dolphins conversations here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Appreciate you guys carving some time out of your day to listen and or watch the show. Make it a great Monday. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.